0: This is Adventure Seekers Welcome, Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. I'm your host, Ryan Law, the author of the Mystic Dreamwalker series. And here is today's quote. Whenever anything negative happens to you, there is a deep lesson concealed within it, although you may not see it at the time. Eckhart Tolle And now, at AJNW News, it's time for today's headlines. In reference to to the Tokushi Kenpo Summer Camp, which was held in late spring. Compensate for the humidity and heat of summer. Campers have replied that it was a great weekend, and they were all glad that they could get together to train again. Shuriken Jutsu classes went well, and everybody stuck to it. The emphasis had been on the no-spin bow shuriken method of throwing blades. Pressure points were also fun or even funny, if it was happening to someone else. The internal side of everything was also very popular. Working on our breathing gave us a break between falling down. The fundamentals of dimbu jutsu, the art of moving your rump, and feeling the wave as a method for generating power were also very popular as well. People were pleased to find that size doesn't matter. The force of gravity is our ally. This is AJNW News. Today we have Tyson Ray with us, and we'll be talking about Takoshi Kempo Summer Camp. Tyson, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm just fine. And is there anything in particular you're looking forward to doing this camp?
1: I'm mostly looking forward to just getting together and training with everybody again. I, I live kind of far away from everyone, so it's always really great to get together and feel, and have fun together. It was really nice that you brought all those knives in. Oh yeah, that was the fun part. I was I went a little crazy getting some shuriken together and the the buttons on Amazon are quite easy to push.
0: I noticed your fingers weren't battered or bruised too much, so your wife must uh not mind you pushing the buttons.
1: Nah, not really. I usually do it from my phone when she's not looking. So, I get away with it.
0: Ninja skills.
1: A little bit. She's just as good as I am, though, when it comes down to it.
0: Yeah, she was throwing those blades pretty well.
1: Yeah, for her first time, yeah, she was quite impressive. I was very happy with her.
0: Now, Tyson was a student of mine for years, many, many years ago. He joined the service, and then he kept on training. What exactly did you do?
1: Um, After basic in tech school and all that good stuff, my first duty station was in Colorado Springs, and I was searching and looking, and I found I started with a little bit of jujitsu, and I didn't really mesh with it too well. It might have been the school was just kind of underrun. People weren't really sure how to run a school, so it didn't go over well. And then I retched back to my to Randy here, and then through him and Tom Manson, they hooked me up with a pretty high-ranking judoka. So I did judo for a while in Colorado Springs. When I left Colorado, I went and PCS'd on. My time... In Hawaii, I didn't really do much training Well, I was in Hawaii.
0: Chasing girls on the beach?
1: Not even enough of that. I was gone a lot. I traveled a lot when I lived there, so I didn't have a lot of time. Went to Thailand for a year and a half, and I did Muay Thai there under a, a Spanish instructor. Who was quite He was quite good. Learned a lot from that. Then when I left Thailand, we came back to the States, or I came back to the States, and that's when I got married. I did a little bit of Aikido in Texas and then I started teaching for those guys not teaching Aikido but I taught straight up karate and after that kind of went overseas again didn't do anything over there because of where I was came back to Texas again kind of relinked a little bit but not a lot and then here I am retired from the service back in Ohio and training as much as I can when I get a chance to come with Randy's house
0: didn't you spend a little time with Eskrima, or was it Arnis?
1: Oh, yeah, I did do a little bit of Kali with a guy, with an Army guy that was stationed in San Angelo as well. He was an instructor for the Army, so I did a little bit of Kali training with him. We also, a group of us from the dojo that I taught at was linked up to the base a bit, and we also did some women's self-defense classes for first-term airmen that came in from basic training to kind of keep them aware it was part of the SARC and Sapper program at the time. At Goodfellow,
0: for all of us non-military types, could you tell us what the SARC program was?
1: SARC is a Sexual Assault Response Coordinator. There, it's a position on bases that are usually that are manned, and they're the they run the program, the SAPR program, Sexual Assault Prevent Response Prevention. Yeah, something along that lines. It's an acronym world, and it's, you, they kind of run together. But there, it was a program to help try and make people aware and prevent sexual assaults.
0: My instructor had been the head instructor for the for the sexual assault and prevention program. So you and Tom had a lot in common.
1: Actually, you know, I've been around Tom more since I retired and moved back to Ohio than I think I ever was when I was a student under you before before I left. I would think we went to that dojo. I think I went with you, what, twice? And I got tossed across the room one time pretty hard by you and then nobody else would do that. So that was a pretty short lesson.
0: Yes, they all realized you were going into the Air Force.
1: I started flying early.
0: I understand you're teaching now?
1: Uh, yes, I do teach. I have two classes that I run on a Tuesday. They're with the homeschool group that my daughter's a part of. One group is a group of four- and five-year-olds, which is exciting and fun, and it's worse than hurting cats. And the next group is my daughter's age. They run from, I think, about eight to eleven and they are doing great. They listen well. They're very excited and they train hard.
0: Or at least it would seem so after doing the cat herding.
1: Oh, yes. After the cat herding, anything is easy.
0: Now, I understand you have a certain type of discipline called crisscross applesauce.
1: Oh, that's not so much of a discipline. It's like uh, for the little guys, when they're done with their technique and they want to sit down, I either put them in sisa or crisscross applesauce, which anybody that has kids knows that's just cross-legged. If they're really misbehaving, then they have learned the wonderful benefits of the horse stance, how to properly execute it and stand, and I have left those little guys in that for at least a minute at times until they know what to do and they quit misbehaving.
0: Well, most Kung Fu instructors I know like to start off with five minutes.
1: Uh, Five minutes is a bit too much. I only get about 30 minutes tops with the little guys, so I'd rather teach them, and it's nothing more there's nothing better for me to see than when they, something finally clicks with them and they get the technique or they learn how to fall right. I recently had one of my students, he fell down in a parking lot and he was so impressed with himself that he fell into a side fall that he just got up and was screaming, I fell into a side fall. I fell into a side fall. And he was so proud of himself. So that's, that stuff makes it worth it.
0: Yes. And when I was saying five minutes, usually that was for adult and teenage students.
1: Ironically enough, I haven't had to put my, teen, my my older kids into a horse dance yet. They know what it is. I've taught them what it is. I told them mainly why I use it, and none of them have gotten to the point where I've had to put them into it. But
0: well, that's a good thing.
1: It's an excellent thing.
0: Are you doing any stick work with the children?
1: With the oldest group, I do do just a little bit of stick work, a little bit of two counts, and a little bit into a th- small three count. So you're doing single stick or double stick? Um, with a, I do double sticks and single sticks with a two count with the with the oldest group and with my daughter who she's been training with me longer. I do a, a double stick three count. That's a pretty basic one, but. Are you doing the walks as well? Uh, yes. I teach the walks to both the, the toddler, I guess I call them toddlers and I teach it to the older kids. They do much better. But with the toddlers, I've learned, I've had to, to go to like a, my little guy had, my littlest child has a jump pit like with those little plastic balls. So I take a red one, a green one, a yellow one, and a blue one, and I put them the four corners for each of the kids, the little kids. And I have them, when I do the walks with them, I call step to the blue ball, step back to the center, step to the red ball, step back to the center to get them moving properly. And it turns out that was the best idea I've had so far to do, to teach them to walk the X's and to do the turns. Because I used to try and put a little X on the ground and they would take short, tiny steps because they didn't think they could step off the X. Or they would, or I made longer X's, and they tried to jump too far. But this, I make it one stride out for each of them, and it really seems to work well for them.
0: Well, I can see where you got the herding cats part.
1: Yes, you have no idea.
0: What other kind of drills are you teaching?
1: Right now, since they're only the littlest group, I haven't even promoted out of tenth queue, so it's still we're working the basics, the rolls and the falls and the and some blocks. With the older girls, they've all tested to their ninth cue. So we're working on really the core of the art. And I've told them this before. I was like, this is where you're going to learn like 90% of what we're going to do. The rest of the time is all going to be you perfecting at getting it down, getting it ingrained in your, in your brain so it comes a second nature where you don't have to think as hard.
0: Well, that's true in any art. Simplicity is the ultimate perfection. Jordan has always been impressed with one skill that he's learned, and iron palm will turn up in his throws, and then it will turn up in his shuriken The skills repeat themselves, even in seemingly unrelated skills. How is your iron palm training
1: going? Not as progressed as I would like it to be. I find that with my daughter and having our two-year-old son, Lucas, in the house, I don't get as much time to myself to train that I would like. And I know that's partially because they're excited to see me when I get home and I'm excited to see them. But also because I fully realize that I have really poor time management skills currently and I'm just working on refining my own training for myself and figuring out how to get as much in as I can with the limited amount of time that I feel like I get most of the time.
0: Well, I know that you had an instructor that used to say that it wasn't how much you did, but how often you practice. A little bit in between commercials or washing dishes.
1: That is 100% accurate. Well, it's getting close to the class time. I'm very excited about that. I'm excited to get going, and let's go see what we can do.
0: And now it's time for a Q&A with Sensei. While size is a factor in some things, it's not the end-all, be-all. How can a person change from being a hard stylist and become softer. Sensei's reply is, as we age, becoming softer is something we can all still improve on. It's a daily struggle, though, to relax. And now for a haiku by Sensei entitled Internal Power. Trust. Intuition. Make a decision in seconds. Life depends on it. It's now time for Adventures with the Cast of Zen and Pen. When we last parted, Dookie and Parker were missing, and everyone was looking for them. But the torchlight was not enough to reveal the direction they had gone. So, everyone returned back to the small village to prepare for a search in morning light. The only thing that they were assured of was that both Parker and Dookie had been alive when they disappeared, as there were no traces of blood, or any other type of foul play. This left the group reasonably assured that they had lived through the fight. There was no bodies left to be found. On the other hand, they might both be captured, or maybe just one of them had been captured. If two of them had decided to follow the trail that the enemy had fled by, it would only stand to reason that the second person would be sent back to tell the rest of the group, which way they were going, so this led the adventurers to believe at least one of the two members of their scouting party had been captured. This idea was reinforced by the village elders who had mentioned that many times abduction was the method that the raiders used to enforce compliance with their wishes in the morning with meager amount of foods that the villagers could spare and several water bags, the group headed out. A few of the village young people had come along with them half a day's journey to point them in the direction of where water would be most likely to be found in the region. This information is of vital importance for traveling through the desert, and initially everything was going fairly well, considering that one of their missing friends was able to leave behind indications of the direction they were traveling. They did so by placing three stones upon themselves, and a fourth stone was placed toward the direction they were traveling. Whenever they couldn't get three stones to balance, they made three stones in a triangular pattern, touching each other, and the fourth stone still pointing the direction although by the end of the first day, they hadn't overtaken their adversaries, and this was somewhat discouraging. Still, they had plenty of water, and they had refilled their water skins twice along the way. They had also made a pit in which to build a small fire, so the glow couldn't be seen from a distance off, unless they had an elevated plane to view down from, which depended on where these raiders had come from. They may have went out into the desert and then decided to circle back to their lair somewhere in the mountains, but as of yet, they had no indication of this because the stones were leading them away from mountains, and no one was willing to go further and risk missing the stones in the darkness. All right, if you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by Joining me on Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash Rand with no space between the Rand and the Law. That's it for this week. I encourage everyone to seek out martial art instruction. It has been the source and foundation to everything I do. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power. Tokushikimpo. Until next time, this is Rand Law reminding you to follow your dreams.